I am 29. Oh my goodness, you're well on your way. 29 years old, already doing what you're doing. Ah, thank you. How long have you been doing it for? Five tips? Five tips, I started when I was 13. So 16 Bloody years. Yeah. Wow, what yeah. a professional. <laughs> That's crazy. Did they have YouTube back then? That was right, did before, you start right, before, uh-huh. right before YouTube came out. We were recording videos, backyard, backyard boxing and wrestling with friends. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, that's how oh, it was that's before how it, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that's how it started. And we were hosting it on fighttips.com. We had our own website. And then YouTube came out in 2005. And it was always called Fight Tips. Yeah. And then uh, we started uploading. Yeah, we started uploading on this new thing called YouTube to save on bandwidth. And then check back a couple <laughs> months later and I had like 8,000 subscribers. I was like, all right. And how many do you have now? 2.5 mil. Incredible. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You know, Thank I'm you. new at this whole biz. Uh, 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 you know, kind of Haga Curry, samurai style. I've always stayed, you know, I stayed away. Under. Yes, under well, radar. also, I, I was intimidated. Really? Absolutely. Well, you do acting. Now, oh. uh, well, I've been doing it 10 years, but still, that was very difficult. Yeah. Business. Other yeah. people did that for me. Yeah. I just show up and perform. Like a yeah. Fighter. Yeah, yeah. It's my honor. Thank you. Thank you for no, inviting no, me. I've no. been a fan of this guy. Probably. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, yeah. It's 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 cool. <laughs> and, and that's actually a part of what I love about it. Like people that might have seen each other online, we get to meet in person, which is actually cool. Yeah. Get to know each other. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Shall I start? Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Human, Humanities United Martial Arts Network. I'm Shane, back with Marcus Koval. Marcus brought in his friend Rudy Reyes, Recon Marine, uh, Rudy, tell us, tell us your story. I mean, well, let me, let me just Where do preface. We start? I was just going to say, this is a very hard one to organize, but let me start by saying this, that Rudy was an hour early, uh, before, <laughs> before he was supposed to get here. He's a soldier. Um, and instantly just started training. He's like, you got a heavy bag, shirt comes off, starts hitting the heavy bag, starts doing his squats, his lunges. Um, absolutely contagious energy. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming on, you're sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's so wild. This, so I'm a fan of Shane's for some time. I had no idea the context. Uh, Marcus invited me out, but I reached out to Marcus about two, three weeks ago. Dog, I have not worked a heavy bag for a while. And as you know, skills, all skills um, are perishable. Yeah. All skills are perishable. And uh, I said, yeah, you've got a heavy bag. Can I, is it all right, bro? <laughs> and he's like, here's the gloves. Let's work. And I got to work a little bit. It's fantastic. And it, it's I, not just a heavy bag. It's the heavy bag. It's the five times heavy bag. <laughs> yes, I noticed. I'm on. like, I'm in the studio. I mean, it's, anyway, it's so rad. Um, I would say the takeaway for our audience is when you're living uh, in your purest of intentions and truth, magical things continuous, uh, continuously happen. And uh, uh, through my entire journey, uh, especially regaining my mental and spiritual health and confidence in the last five years, um, that- I have chipped away at all negative things and through and put aside all relationships of any sort, of any sort, that do not fulfill me inside, and that is why I'm living in magic. I mean, I've known you for a little bit of time, I understand your warrior journey uh, for Liam, and then we end up at XPT together with Gabrielle Reese and Mother Frapp and Laird Hamilton and professional uh, football players and, and recon brothers and Navy SEALs and pro dancers, yeah. And now I'm here with Shane. I mean, I'm a fan of this guy. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. So that's it. And I, that's part of the reason why I thought you would be perfect for this. Because one, the positivity that you have, your, your, like Shane said, your contagious energy. But you have been a soldier. You have been to war. You've seen the ugly side of war that is, you know, a lot of times uh, romanticized in movies and so on. Very much so. And uh, I, I, I do want to talk about that. And sure. and. 
and and the dark side you 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 went to war with one of the top elite units in the world Thank to you. one of the darkest places on earth not because of the country but because of the worn torn uh, environment that you stepped into yes. um how do you go from that to one living down there and then coming back well the journey home i'm still doing i'm still in the process of the journey home and you know what it's so so wild because uh, I'm older, I'm, I'm 48 now, and and we under and I saw the Vietnam films, and my father was a Vietnam veteran. I came from, I'm a child of the Vietnam era, mm. uh, born in 1971, and um, we didn't learn the lessons. Um, we we saw these brothers uh, uh, falling apart, and then losing identity, and then going into drugs, mental illness, uh, suicide. And, and as a culture, human culture, we were asleep at the wheel. I'll tell you what, when I started falling apart, yeah, actually the truth is I felt like sort of falling apart a month after I got out of Fallujah. It's just I was so mentally aggressive. I wouldn't, I, I didn't look at the signs and I was just too ballistic. No one would, wouldn't tell me anything and I wouldn't listen anyway. I was a warlord out there and we talked earlier, Shane. I was a warlord by the end, and, and I became an obsessive workaholic. Mm -hmm. I used to train so hard, brothers. Um, I started teaching boxing. It was the only thing I could do for a living. I had no skills but war skills, right? And I started tra training at the Encinitas Boxing Club. Um, Gracie Baja just started there, and I started with these classes. And you know this infectious happiness and energy? My classes started with three people. and they Which became, location, sorry? Uh, um, Encinitas. 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Packed the houses, but I was making $20 a class. Uh, so I did seven or eight classes a day. Oh, my gosh. And I led every workout. Oh. I led every workout. Conditioning, skills, bag work. I did it all because I still thought I was weak because I did not have a gun and I was not engaging the enemy and no one was trying to kill me. So I thought the very least I can do is punish myself with training and pain Ooh. brother I lasted like that for eight years no before the fucking wheels fell off mm. so that process of coming home that's why I do what I do now that's why I'm out here um, uh, with Force Blue rebuilding coral reefs with my nonprofit. also my acting modeling everything I do my goal is that people are excited about me so they see what makes me tick and it's about service and bringing the brothers and sisters home I love it. So you said we didn't learn a lesson. Did you see? Did you see the effects of war in, in your own dad? Yes, my father. Oh God! And uh, my biological father is also a marine from Vietnam. Two tours. Right. My biological father. Uh, he was a heroin addict. Oh. He, I never even met him once. He came from a wealthy family. Um, had means. Never even saw me once. Left my mother. And I, and then, then my father, Rudy Reyes Sr., Marine as well, a poor Mexican kid from the border of Texas and Mexico. He married my mother while I was still in her stomach. Um, he taught me the ab wheel. <laughs> he had 20-pound dumbbells, dog. There's some photographs uh, running around, a few, with my Spider-Man PJs, with me with his 20-pound dumbbells. And I'm like five or six years old, and my face is beat red, and I'm trying to fuck him. <laughs> so it started back then. Um <laughs> But he became a policeman and was obsessed with violence. Um, he In Texas, that's where you can go. 
to to whoop ass, and that's what he'd do. He'd whoop ass, brother. He had his billy club, his flashlight, and his sapper. Uh, what do you call that? A slapjack, mm. lead-filled slapper, right? Mm. And uh, and chase women, but God, he loved me and my brothers. He did his best, but there was no nobody talking about anything back then. And uh, he died very young. He died at 54. Uh, Agent Orange, diabetes, uh, alcoholism. But God, what a what a love! And this this man, I just still love him. And and every time I'd come back, can you imagine? I joined in the late 90s. I, I'd come back from recon school, ARS or scout sniper or combat dive or paratrooper, and I'd always come see him, not my wife first. Uh. And I'd give him my sweatshirts, my t-shirts, and he'd wear them everywhere. Ah, um, uh, I. I I have to make a difference. I have to make a difference and open up community and dialogue so that we can help these brothers and sisters because I know what's coming for them hmm. because it happened to me. Hmm. If it can happen to me, a, a, a man with all the skills, the intelligence, the assets, and this is after I did Generation Kill. This is after I started doing TV, after I had the freaking women and then after the cocaine and all this so-called like LA life. Hmm. Yeah. All this life. It, I still fell apart. So what about the brothers and sisters that don't have all the assets? Don't have. I was able to contract and go do counterterrorism and shoot, move, communicate. What about the brothers and sisters that don't have that? They're falling by the wayside, and we've got 22, and now it's up to 25 a day killing themselves. So we must do something about it. I, I will. Um, it's it's my responsibility. This uh, recon officer, Travis Mannion, who was killed in Iraq, he said, if not me, then who? So that's why I do what I do, bro. I love it. And you, you say, um, you know, the, the soldiers that are coming back from, from Iraq, from Afghanistan. Um, Generation Kill, talk to us a little bit about that. Generation Kill was a TV show on HBO where Alex Gosco was on. My, my, my boy. Good, my good friend John Huertas is going to yes. come on here. Actually, yes, I was just with people. John uh, last week. Are you serious? Yeah. We'll have to send him a picture afterwards yes, as will. well. And, and you, but they played, they, they were actors. So John was a, a Marine as well, but... In there, he's an actor. Alex Skarsgård is a famous actor. He's and an he's actor a in there. And, yeah. and, and Skarsgård was a Marine. John was Air Force. Yes. Oh, sorry. Air Force. Yes. And, uh, and but, Skarsgård took it to heart, brother. But they were actors on the show. You played yourself. Yes. <laughs> Tougher than you think you are. <laughs> Imagine, brothers. First time. I mean, you've been doing show business for a little bit, and you're fighter, so you've done a little show business. But imagine the first time you got to come on set, and the first time I'm on, I'm on set. After teaching training for a month, six weeks, the actors. By the way, Scarred all those guys. It was Cucker, Eric Cucker, and I running the boot camp, teaching and training. We'd never done this before. We <clears throat> trained them like ourselves. It was raining. We put out some tarps. Eric stayed uh, in one bull in the ring. I stayed in the other, and we took turns. Two minutes of every actor through us for two hours, choking, arm barring, kneeing, finishing all of them, and kept. You're not supposed to treat actors like this. You can hurt them. We were hurting them all the time. They didn't, but they were too proud. Huh. That's because great. what they were representing. And that is why I think it plays on camera so well. All the brothers just seem like a cohesive unit because they were a cohesive unit. Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was miraculous. But also, to, to be very direct, all it did is prolong my healing. Mm. Here I am now manufacturing war and playing war again so I can stay in war. And 
who I was in Generation Kill as an assistant team leader and team leader. My team, my team leader was hit and shot, so I had to fucking take over the team. In in real life, in no, real in life. The, okay, in real yeah, life, yeah, yeah. I went back to Fallujah and Ramadi and did straight up bloodbath stuff. That changed me. So I was no longer the sweet recon marine. By the time I went back to Fallujah, I already had that demon inside of me. And so I got into that, and all I found I was just being loved and received by being a badass. Hmm. What what year is this, Rudy? Two thousand eight nine, for for, for um, Generation Kill, and and so I was out in two thousand five. So I had like maybe three years as a civilian, of continuous training and pushing myself. I had, you know, not uh, people were approaching me as a hitman for me to be a hitman for real, uh, looking for me to kill husbands and and take money to the steel gold bullion like all kinds of wild shit man and uh and you said your your team of that you were with down there as well you you guys saw some the dark side of humanity down there yes right? we did and you know we fought in pakistan and afghanistan in 01 first the towers were hit eric cucker and i and my other brothers uh in in second platoon we were on a ship when the towers fell we sped to the persian gulf and then jumped on birds and and, uh, and flew into Pakistan to rock and roll and do counterterrorism and uh, counter sniper, counter recon patrols, and then into Afghanistan to take Kandahar, which is Alexander, where Alexander the Great, the furthest yeah. place he went. And, and uh, the first men I saw, first casualties I saw were Green Berets, that um, close air support mission went wrong and dropped Remember bombs on, on their position. Yeah, friendly fire. Yeah, and then we had to go out there and freaking fight. Um, and um, we were lucky that none of us were hurt or killed because we were so sharp and we were so angry and we were so dedicated to each other. But then when we went back to, to lead the invasion with, with Captain Fick, Gunny Wynn, all these beautiful people, um, then we started seeing even more carnage, especially with civilians caught in, in the middle. Yeah, it was just immense. Yet, I had a code and I had a team. I had a platoon. We all believed in each other. I did not feel ill at all, not then. And then Fallujah and Ramadi, I just started noticing, I didn't notice, but when I got back, my loved ones noticed that something was different with me. And by then I was used to being in charge all the time, that uh, I said, it's not my fucking problem, it's your fucking problem. Hmm. And that's not me. As you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's not me, but, it, but that became me. That's what it does. Um, you know, sometimes I, I um, I go to Man Tribe, this thing I do in Venice with my bro, my bro Alexander Hill and Troy Casey. It's really special. We're doing men's work and it really helps, helps me. And uh, we do deep Wim Hof style breathing and then ice baths and then I teach Qigong and now I'm teaching some Shotokan and uh, Shorinjiro Karate mm. to give the guys some freaking training and, and make them feel connected to each other. Like that's what we love about martial art, right? And... Um, and we open up for the circle and some of the brothers, they share things like, you know, I'm struggling with my, my woman or I'm struggling with, with THC and I'm smoking too much or whatever like that. And, and then I'm thinking, fuck, I'm struggling, like pulling this freaking little girl out of the back of this freaking van and her fucking brain's coming out of the back of her head. And I'm struggling, you know, I'm struggling leaving this uh, family that helped me out there and I had to leave them behind and things like that. And I had that locked down inside of me for so long. And, um, and now it's out, and and I need to get it out, 
so yeah, that, that was a world that we lived in. You know, I kidnapped a lot of, kidnapped some men from their homes in the cover of darkness and blew up their homes and caught it on fire and you hear little kids crying. And also sometimes I was lucky and glorious when the enemy tried to kill me and I got to kill them. That was the good times. But the bad times is everything in between. Um, what, so, do you, yeah. what do you think is so hard for men to open up? Like you said, you, you have this, which I think is great, by the way, this group for men uh, to be comfortable being around other alpha males. Yes, and and, and uh, why, why is it so hard for men to open up and talk about what... The only way you can heal is to open up, right? Yes. I what? think it's so difficult because we have a stigma that we're either so strong or in this modern first world, uh, we've lost the uh, connection to our warrior spirit. Hmm. In the warrior spirit, we get to... Even when we spar and contest, um, we're so connected to the baseline of what it means to be human and what it means to be a man. We are designed as men to protect women and children and to protect the village. And as martial artists, I think because we got into it so young, that's why we knew intuitively to be strong, but temper the strength with the code is the way of, of the warrior, the way of a man. Um, I can offer that there, but what they offer me is a chance to express myself, and I'm learning more from them, I think, than they're learning from me. And and you talked about that the code as as a marine, the code as a martial artist, but when power becomes absolute, which a lot of times down there, when when rules, regulations, and laws are are not present, yes. um, what is what does that power do to, especially in such a, 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 a lawless place what, yes. what does it do to you well power corrupt power in of its nature to the human um, design that the human framework is corrupt it's corruption power is corruption I've seen very few humans men or women not be corrupted it's interesting what you say about the lawlessness imagine this Marcus imagine this shame I've seen more corruption here in Los Angeles than I have seen in the battlefield and I believe that is why I live here now because this is Fallujah, worse than Fallujah. Recently, somebody asked me about doing a program, doing a program like Mantribe. And I said, I, I can't do Mantribe. That's, that's Alex and, and Choi's thing. And this person says, it's LA. Hmm. Meaning, there's no rules. I can take it. I'm more famous. I can hmm. make money. Um, it's the same. I'm sure you all have witnessed the same thing. At least there, I saw the after effects of power and corruption, which is blood and sacrifice and and uh, suffering. Here, it's so clean on the outside. We don't see the blood, the sacrifice, the suffering. Mm. But it's here. Tell me about it. Politics. Mm. <laughs> I have to point out the fact that uh, you are yoked. You're not oh, wearing really? a shirt. Oh, I'm a little Foot. slam right now, y'all. <laughs> because after after Marine Corps birthday and and, uh, and Veterans Day, I've been giving to my community. I haven't got to train really until yesterday a little bit. This morning a little. Um, I did some at home and then I came here. So now I'm on my way back. But thank you. What 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 is your regiment? Do you have a, a strict regiment that you follow? I think it's just coincidence. <laughs> well, you know what? We're all studs since we were kids. We're all studs since we were kids. But we never stopped. Um, I think of three things. Uh, VO2 max, conditioning, 
hmm. tools, and that means all our martial skills to include shooting, rock climbing, and swimming. And uh, the third one, uh, the third one, which is um, strength and uh, um, strength and structural integration. So mm-hmm. some days we work strength and structural integration. Um, super strict. I have incredible coaches: Bert Soren, uh, Gunnar Peterson, Brandon Lilly, these Derek Woodskis, these uh, human performance elites. Then you do the heavy duty VO2 max work, right? And that can be your sparring or your uh, masters swim workout, uh, or any kind of work-induced um, out-of-breath work, and then tools, which is the skills. Um, sometimes I do one of the three, or I'll do a workout with all three, but I'm always considering those three. I do not stick in one. Uh, many s- pro athletes just stick in one, maybe two. Yeah. I stick with three. Uh, skills um, and tools, structural integration, and the last one, VO2 max work. Structural integration, meaning weightlifting, yoga, yes. that kind of stuff. Yes, kettlebell, weights, uh, gymnastics. I do a lot. Mostly this is from gymnastics. Mm. I have not been in a gym properly in 15 years. Um, my you do sandbag work as well. Sandbag, yes, sir. And I can use that as my duffel bag when I travel. I dump out the sand. I put it my clothes in there, and I mm. use it to carry. It's the recon way, expeditionary. Um, today's workout this morning was... I use my two dining room chairs as my dip station and, I, and I, I'll do a dip and then all the way down or all the way up like this. So now I'm bringing in the stomach and cranking into the core um, and I do them slow. And then I put on occlude, occlusive bands, this, these things called rock cuffs to cut off the blood to put mm. the body in shock. And then I squeeze and I squeeze and I bring those actually in the Uber. I bring them with me everywhere so I can... Mm, squeeze uh and then today i got to use a little tool so these are some of the precepts that i use so you're you're always going it seems like well yeah or sleeping or or no i'm always going or or not going well that's what i was going to say so recovery then has to be a big part of this but we talked a little bit off camera and you said absolutely you you fell into just training and you weren't listening to your body what now do you do to, I, to focus on recovering uh there's a brother a seal brother of mine named jeff nichols um out in virginia beach he says, recover like you mean it. Rudy, take sleep vacations. So mm-hmm. yesterday I was with my woman. Probably slept 12, 13 hours yesterday mm-hmm. and ate. I mixed in rice. Some, I don't waste anything. I come from poverty. I don't waste anything. So I had some leftover rice from three days ago with my boy Paul, uh, my sniper brother. We got a bunch of uh, takeout because I hadn't eaten for two or three days. And I don't like to eat during the day. Um, yesterday I poured rice into my eggs. My baby made some... Um, some beef and eggs and tortillas with cheese and I ate all damn day dog yesterday <laughs> slept and ate made, made some love all day <laughs> and so that's why I'm feeling so good let's talk about a girl for a second who by the way is uh, 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 an instructor for shooting ah. so she teaches yes. how to shoot yes that would be Jade Struck yes uh, she's a faster gun than any man I've ever met wow how does that work out? Like, here's a, a recon. And by the way, a lot of people hear about Navy SEALs and you hear about Green Berets and, and Rangers and so on. I hadn't heard of, of recon until a, a good friend of mine, you might know him, Jay Hart. Yes. Yes. What a so small Jay, yeah. world. <laughs> Jay, who's great, is a police officer as well and a great, great guy. Uh, and I always knew Jay until we did some training together with some SEALs and I saw this, like, just how his eyes changed. Uh-huh. Um, 
And I knew he was in the military, but he's like recon, and I didn't even think about it. I didn't know recon was special forces. Yes. What? How does? How would you say recon uh, is different from SEALs? That's the first question. Yes. And my second question to that is, how is it when you have a girl? Does it get competitive between you guys? Yes, but respectfully, okay. and I can't wait to train with her. She's going to be doing a training session with my boy Paul, who's a sniper, and they both shoot a lot. You can see my, sh uh, I still shoot and keep my tools up. You saw me just training with my ranger bro, Chris Peronto, in Chicago, fighting in out of, out of vehicles with fucking real pistols, getting carjacked, how to fight, dominate, destroy, and then engage through the windshield with freaking robots coming at you. I keep it, <laughs> the warrior mindset up. Um, Jade is an expert in three gun and, and really an expert with uh, with uh, fundamentals and speed of marksmanship. Uh, she's putting together with Paul a training evolution with Gunner and some of his people, and I'm going to come on as a student. Really? When oh, is this? Probably another week or two. I'm coming on as a student. That's how that's how I do it. You know what? You want to you want to make relationships great between brothers and and wives and sisters. Meet them where they're at with their expertise and leave. Um, all of your ideas behind. And I hope she'll be training with me with more. She's trained with me one time on conditioning and she she was like, holy shit, this is a whole other thing. You know, position of strength. High pull, receive, chin in, press, and press with the latissimus and, and the serratus. Press here, not here. And she's, uh, so her friends asked her, how does Rudy look like this? And she says, you, you don't understand how he does things is correct hmm. so how she does things uh, they're correct so I can't wait to learn that's how that's how it goes we um, support each other immensely she's quite famous and, and she's old, and she's going to be a superstar she's going to be an actress and a leader and all these things too I'm excited about the next generation I think some of it's my age I just am excited about the next generation that's nice to hear you too you too brother I didn't realize you were as young as you are I'm excited for you Thank you. And I'd love to be a part of that as well. Sure. Yeah. I will tie you in with Jade. You love yeah. Jade. Yeah, she's cool. What she's she really cool. The kids, yeah, right? she's great with Nico. And yeah. But that's that's nice to hear that you're excited about the next generation. A lot of times you hear the opposite, especially from from military men where you look at the next generation as very weak. And, yeah. But I, I, it's each generation has its pros and, and its cons, right? right. Um, you mentioned your father from the Vietnam era, very tough, resilient men. Yeah. But back then, it wasn't okay to be to show emotions as, as a man. I think right. we're more comfortable with that, right? So, mm. pros and cons with every generation. Uh, and and then, so my second part of the question went: How does recon for Marines? Oh, how, that's right. How does that? Well, how's how's that it different? different? Well, uh, you know, when special operation. Well, we go back to World War II, the Raiders. And now Recon has morphed into MARSOC, Marine Special Operations Commander, so we get the, all them dollars, all that SOCOM dollars. However, we didn't need the SOCOM dollars when we did Afghanistan. And then I led the invasion with my boys in Iraq. We didn't have the SOCOM dollars. We put all our money into training. Mm. And that is why we became the Debt Detachment One and then MARSOC and MARSOC. Um, the difference is the Marine Corps in general, brother, it's a culture of warriors. Um, I do not, you can't say that about the Navy, the Army, or the Air Force. You can say that about the United States Marine Corps. So I would imagine the culture. Also, I want to write a book one day called The Aesthetic of Patrol. We are masters of patrol. And we use all our assets to be 
greater operators, uh, swift, silent, deadly, and to really melt in with our environments and feel the ebb and flow and spiritual connection to the land. I learned so much about nature from war. What made recon so special, being a recon marine and a scout sniper so special, is being in the field, looking at these gorgeous Milky Way starry nights, or swimming from the ocean and getting into the beach and watching the little crabs. Or, or on a combat dive mission, you know, we come from nuclear-powered submarines, and you see the bioluminescence of the dolphin and shark moving around you underneath the water. It's the connection in nature. And now, uh, with uh, our JSOC and Joint Special Operations Command, we all work together because the special operations communities of, of all of the branches to include the Coast Guard. And with Force Blue, I work with British Royal Marine Commandos, with, with uh, SBS. Um, it, it's a high level of everything, like you as professional fighters. When you get to the big show, regardless of what country you come from, guys are all vibrating at the same level and yeah. that's what all special operations is what makes recon different for me and what's so special again is that is the aesthetics of patrol and it's the sweet pain we're always on our feet carrying immense loads and uh, and moving like native american scouts hmm. uh, and also our sniper program the scout sniper the marine corps scout sniper program and my observation is the best program in the world It's it's crazy to hear that <laughs> during combat missions you're able to focus on the environment around you. To hear, were, were you were you always this way growing up? You mentioned you know dumbbells when you were really young in the Spider-Man outfit. Did <laughs> the energy that you have was it always there? Yes, I think it was. I had I was a, I was very poor, and uh, uh, I was shuffled around to different. Relatives and then strangers, and ultimately in uh, the Omaha Home for Boys, which saved my life. I had really rotten teeth. I had hepatitis, almost died at 11 or 12. Uh, How? Um, from living in disease and, and feces and filth. My brothers and I all had worms. My two little brothers, we had worms. And still, I was driven. I saw Bruce Lee and, and Rocky Balboa and First Blood. Uh, I read comic books. I was driven, and, and I remember my father teaching me to be strong because he was long out, uh, gone from my life. And even as sick as I was, I smelled garbage every day because my teeth had rotted out because I was uh, had so much infection in the eyes and in the sinus. I still went to the pull-up bar every day. I still would open up Black Belt magazine and look at the kata and try to imitate from the photographs. I knew that I had to be a hero. So... Uh, the Omaha Home for Boys gave me a weight pile and gave me a wrestling team and gave me food and, and gave me some teeth and gave me a haircut and gave me pride. And from there, the rest is history, baby. So for people that don't know the Omaha Boys and haven't seen the movie, yeah. uh, what is the Omaha, Omaha Boys? Uh, the Omaha Home for Boys is a place for orphans and kids that are thrown away. Um, and, uh, and they... They teach us pride through work. We all work the grounds, uh, work the tractor. We have a farm. Uh, we do all our own laundry, 80, 90 boys. We work the kitchen. You're paid for work. I had a little time card, <laughs> 60 cents a job, but you learn to earn, and you don't have any privileges unless your grades are good. I, it just taught me how to be a man. And uh, I went back for their 100th anniversary to speak. God, it was... 
everybody's crying, I'm crying. Uh, only in America, uh, Marcus and Shane, can a kid from nothing and a boy's home kid become what I am now. And this is why I love this country so much and this is why I don't talk bad on this country. We're just in a massive state of, of transition and if it's not up to us men to lead the young men coming up, then who's going to do it? Amen to that. Mm. Should we go live? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people with a lot of questions. Oh, fantastic. So we're going to go live oh, on, wow. on Instagram. How's it going? Going good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, so this is we'll do this from time to time where we'll, we'll take any uh, viewer questions that we have. Fantastic. Um, and we usually get some good ones. So, all right. We are officially live. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to get some people coming in now. Here with Marcus and Rudy Reyes. <laughs> the Re real Rudy Reyes. <laughs> yeah. Recon Marine. Uh, any questions that you guys have with anything, with, with coming up uh, in tough situations and, and making a great life for yourself, talking about military, talking about uh, how, to, how to stay yoked at, at 48 years <laughs> right. young? Look yes! at this guy. If you guys aren't familiar with Rudy Reyes, please check him out. Follow him. What is, what is your handle on Instagram? Uh, real, real Rudy Reyes. Real, real, real Rudy Reyes. It is the real. It doesn't get much more real than this. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, as we say in the sniper world, consistency is accuracy. So even as we lay our ammunition out to reload, we lay it the same way. So the powder lays the same way. So the burns the same way. So you do everything the same way. Is, doesn't that remind you of martial arts? Yeah. It's yeah. the attention to detail. Hmm. And that's how that. you stay fit. That's how you stay happy. That's how you stay aware. I remember one of my biggest learning lessons when I was in was everything had to be in the same pocket of, course. of everyone. And I'm like, this is so annoying. Because I'm the, op I'm, I was always like, why? why, why? I would like to have that in my left pocket. Well, if you're shot and your teammate needs your stuff, he needs to know that's which right. pocket it is. Uh, and I'm like, ah, oh, makes sense. Right. Because yeah. he's going to use hit your kit to, me. to, to uh, sew you up and, and stuff you, uh, take care of your bullet wounds or, or your tourniquet, your missing arm, because he has to continue the fight. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of which, remember our first, yeah, the first action when you're hit is to return fire. We don't say, oh, take care of yourself. No. The first action, just like in the ring, wow, and you get hit, wow, you got to return back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what defeats the enemy's onslaught. Yeah. So we got, we got a good question here. Someone who looks like they're about to join the military, Tom JG says, do I need a certain mindset for the military or will I learn it along the way? Most importantly, the mindset is commitment. How many times did your sifus and senseis tell you commitment mm. and also obedience? They're going to give you the skills. You just must never give up and you must commit. You must commit and and uh, and this culture of warriors will bring you along. Mm. So commitment and be obedient. Great answer. Uh, yeah, that is a great answer. Uh, what gets you through the hard times? Uh, what gets me through the hard times is each other because mm. uh, we're all going through it together. And uh, um, in the sense of pride that one develops by putting themselves in the fire, and you survive the burn. With that, uh, you develop pride and self-respect. And that's uh, when you're a leader, it's tougher because there's everybody's looking to you, mm. and you have to lead by example. Um, but, but the pride and and the wisdom that comes from being baptized by fire that'll get you through. That's a great answer too. Yeah. Um, here's one that uh, we tend to bring up in our uh, <laughs> in our podcast. Someone asked about uh, best style of 
boxing specifically, but for a street fight. Ah, the style. Okay, number one technique in all fighting. Number one, don't get tired. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Number one technique. You don't even know how to throw punches right or kick anything. You just slap them in the face, headbutt them, bite them, throw your knees, do all kinds of wazoo bullshit. But if you don't get tired and you fucking mask the attack... You'll win. Do you do live streams often? Because I think no. you got yeah, you are yeah. quick. <laughs> you got great responses. Get Man. that DS stamina. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, scroll through a couple though. of these. Um, and then if and if you got that attitude, you can learn all the skills you want yes. and layer on top. Hundred percent, and you got the energy. Yeah, I think I think your wife got scared of shit. Yeah, you coming out the- here like it's an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my keys are Earthquake. right there. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 of course. <laughs> uh, we only got a couple more minutes left. Sure. Uh, 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 now it looks like best style of for boxing, I can tell you this, what's not the best style is the main way the style works. Really good in the ring. He's done a great job developing yes. that. I don't think that's the... I know you're from Philly, but the Philly shit, I just don't feel like it's a great... Again... In a in street in, fight, yeah. I agree. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, but in the end of the day, it's the fighter. It's not the style of martial art. It's the martial artist. All right, we got one from your fave boy. He says, "What is the biggest lesson you've brought back to civilian life?" Oh, that's a good question. The biggest lesson is this: isolation kills. Hmm. We thrive in community. Hmm. That's how I was able to do all what I did. You guys look at my dress blue uniform, my stack of medals, and my jump and dive, and, and all my accolades. I did not accomplish a single thing alone. Do you believe that there's introverted people and extroverted people? I've Her- seen them. I've witnessed them. Um, I think we're all on a on a journey to enlightenment. Hmm. And I would recommend Zukov's book, Seat of the Soul. He postulates that our souls are all on a, on a journey. And we are born in this life for a reason so that our souls learn something to keep moving onward, Mm. eventually to nirvana or heaven. And uh, so maybe that also helps us forgive those people sometimes who are jerks or shut down or selfish. Maybe that's what their soul's having to do to get through Mm. the next level right now. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think there are people that are introvert and extrovert, and then, but I introvert, extrovert is trained. Introvert can become trained by 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 environment, but yes. you can train out of it. You can become just like you can yes. learn how to box and kickbox. Yes. You can learn how to socialize. I think it's becoming That's harder it. and harder because of computers and social media. But I think it's one of the most important human skills. Like you just said, we don't do it alone. We do it in community. Yes. So train yourself not to be an introvert. That's a no. That's a that's a great point. It's and, the truth, and, and it is too. Like even just doing the podcast, like I am, I am naturally a very shy person. Yes, yeah, people wouldn't I, believe it, but I, it is true. Yeah, and I love doing stuff like this. Yeah. You know, I still get nervous before the hour, yeah. the hour leading up to it. I get those 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 nerves, but I, no, nah, man, this is great, and I do feel like I thrive in it. Um, let's see, we'll do we'll do two more questions. Um, how to prevent get getting overwhelmed in a fight? Ah, that's a, a condition one. train. Yeah. Now, just... How to prevent getting overwhelmed in a fight? There's no such thing as a badass. There's trained and untrained. So you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I trained? Mm-hmm. What have I done today? What is my entire reason to live? Am I engaged in my life? Um, you, you understand. I mean, I didn't learn how to do all my wazoo, freaking chop sake, 
just by myself. No, I had to train. I had to learn from the bottom. I, I used to lose a lot. All right, one last one. We usually don't touch, or we haven't touched on this topic yet, but it, it did come up earlier. So what's your opinion on the use of psychedelics and mm. marijuana? Uh, I'm not a fan of marijuana, but that's because it doesn't work with my chemistry. I have uh, extreme PTSD, and um, and when I feel high like that, I um, it affects how I can walk, and I feel out of sorts. And when I feel out of sorts, I get scared. I, I get scared. Yeah. Um, and now I have done DMT, and that is not getting high. Uh, it's a slingshot and a you know solid rocket fuel boat booster to heaven and and earth and hell and then you reckon with yourself i'm still processing it i did dmt uh one time through troy casey and his people how long ago uh maybe four or five months ago i'm still processing it mm -hmm. I, i'm not sure when i'm going to go back but it was so enlightening and so heavy um uh, but I used to do a lot of hard cocaine, and I, I did heroin too because I didn't give a fuck about Oof. myself, didn't give a fuck about anything. And I think I used to do I used to do tons of blow and alcohol just to feel pain. And I think because I was so deeply depressed yeah. to come back up how I was used to living in Fallujah. So it wasn't getting high; it was getting normal. Yeah. And of course, it destroys your body. There's no better feeling, you brothers would uh, agree, I'm sure, than training hard, being in with your hydration and nutrition and getting your rest and having a good woman in your life. There is no chemical that you can get outside of yourself better than that. That's what I would recommend. Amen. Amen to that. That's a good note to close on. Yeah, and that's we usually have that homework or a tip that you can give a, 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 a listeners and I think I think you've given several tips, but yeah, is there anything right. else you would like to add? And then also how people can follow you because I yeah, think sure. they should. You know, yeah, I, I love watching your, your <laughs> okay. social media. It's like, yeah, and uh, you know, I love training with you. And, and you, uh, yeah, it's you know, like you said, I like love what you said. When you find find people that vibrate on the same le same level yes. as you, like when we did the XPT training, you know, there were so many seals yes. and. And profession, like you said, football players, and even though we come from different walks of life, it's that it's that I, I, I lack of other time, I guess mindset where, it was. and and it's an immediate respect, and and then you look at someone who can do it, like that was underwater training, yes, sir. which is new to me. Yes, I loved it because yes. I get to challenge my. That's so to me is so, such mental training, right? And then you see you and the seals, like oh, we're more comfortable inside of the water than outside of the yes. water. Yes. Um, but is there anything else that you could? advise people to to do I, in an age of information in an age of access I would recommend um, get the uh, in the engagement and the knowledge to create a culture of excellence in yourself you'll be surprised you will attract other uh, culturally excellent people but you must create a culture of excellence in yourself beautiful that's great and how do they follow you they follow me I have a website rudyreyes.com Instagram is real Rudy Reyes. Facebook, uh, I believe, Rudy Reyes. But check out Force Blue. Uh, it's my veteran nonprofit. Um, I rebuild coral reefs and do ocean conservation with uh, commandos, re uh, utilizing our, our combat dive skills and amphibious skills to now fight the uh, battle to save the planet. Forcebluteam.org. Please share. Please donate. Please help us. Any of you are uh, connected to people like Leonardo DiCaprio and powerful people on the private side that do conservation, put them in contact with me. Thank you. 
not not to keep this going, but uh, could could you real quick just talk about? I, I have heard that uh, there's been tremendous damage done to the coral reefs yes. and that they are dying out. Could you just yes. briefly explain that? Well, first, every three breaths we take are from the coral reefs. Every three breaths, it is uh, the the rainforest of the ocean, and it's only on one percent of the uh, the ocean's floor is the, the coral reefs. And I have a, co a connection because like one percent of one percent are recon marines of marines, and marines are only 1% of our society. We're a very, very small thing, but without us, everything falls apart. Same with the coral reefs. Be, due to um, man's abuse of the planet, um, floral carbons, um, uh, uh, climate change, and then pollution through sunscreens and through overfishing, we're damaging the most precious resource. Um, and I'm doing something about it. I found out we were losing these reefs when I was on a dive trip with my co-founders, uh, Jim Ritteroff and Keith Somm. And the first impulse for me was to fight. And so uh, they said, Rudy, we're going to find out a way to fight then. I said, I got a bunch of brothers like me that will fight for this. And so we created a schoolhouse. We have a command post down in the Florida Keys. We will be at the Super Bowl this year. The NFL has come on board with us. But we need all the help. Now think of a boat. It doesn't matter if you get on the boat on the left side or the right side. Whatever your political uh, affinity is. It doesn't matter your race, your age. We're all in the same boat together when it comes to taking care of the planet so our kids have something to grow up in. I'm going to do something here. Um, I know you invited me. But I'm going to say, me and Shane, I'm speaking for you now. Uh, we want to come with you. I know you go. You went. Did you go it. to Florida yet? Uh, we we're going in December. You're going in December. Uh, and I've One got TVs these. there now. I'm gonna bring you both down, and I'm gonna get you involved and get you on the boat and see what we do. Yes. And then and and, and let's see. I, I forgot. I thought it was next weekend. I'm not always the most prepared when I do things. This weekend, <laughs> I'm running an ultra marathon. I yeah. thought it was next weekend, but it's called the it's World Pace instead of World Peace. World Pace. Oh, nice. I love it's that. 10k. It's a Swedish thing that started online. Check them out on Facebook. World Pace. It's 10k every three hours for 24 hours. So it ends up being uh, 50 miles, 80k. Oof, um, so I start on Saturday at 3 a.m. because that's 12 o'clock in Sweden. Um, and I want to see if you guys want to join me on at least one. Would, and guys, yes, check it out online. Again, it's for a good cause and it's fun. Even if you just do 1K, you know, or, so one of the 10 Ks. Right. Walk it, whatever. Um, I hope some people can join and do I'll, it. I'll I'm obviously doing it for Liam Sly Foundation, but all right. Excellent. Thank right. you. The wise and experienced Rudy oh. Racer. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, brothers. Thank I you appreciate, appreciate it. it. Much love. Ah, Warrior Brotherhood. That's what Thank it's about. You,